Friends, welcome to the show. Glad you guys are here. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Feel like we're gonna have a good Wednesday. We got Tennille Arts coming on later. She's got a brand new number one song. It was a song that was uh, producer, songwriters, performer, all female. First time. How about that? Oh, that's wow. awesome. Here's a clip of it. We'll have her on later. Uh, we're also gonna have uh, John Morgan from Morgan and Morgan on to answer some legal questions. <laughs> I like that. Guy. One of them being. If you have your husband's, ex-husband's last name, can he make you not have it anymore? Mm -hmm. Right. And you want to continue using it. Yeah, so we'll talk to him too. But we got a good one. Let's go over and talk to Nathan, who is on in Georgia. Nathan, welcome to the show. What's going on with you? Hey, Bobby. How you doing? Good morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, So I just wanted to tell you, Bobby, I've been following you for seven years. I've called so many times. This is the first time I've actually got on. Come on, I I got through. from Tennessee. Oh, wait, wait. (laughs) First time you got through or what? Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, first time I've been able to... Hey, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, go ahead. Lunchbox, what is going on with you trying to be like Shaq? I really got to know. I have no idea what you mean. Sure, oh, Shaq goes oh. in and buys an engagement ring for a guy and then makes the news because it was a great gesture, and then Lunchbox starts to get mad because he bought sub sandwiches one time and didn't make the news. Yeah, and then I tried to call the dollar store and pay for someone's groceries in line and didn't make the news, and the lady wouldn't even accept my credit card over the phone. But you did it to actually make the news, not for the goodwill of it. Correct. Right. I mean, that's why Shaq did it. <laughs> I mean, that's why someone was videoing it. and I don't think that's true. I mean, you. I believe that he had his buddy, hey, film this, dude. I'm about to make this guy. I'm going to buy his engagement ring. It'll all go viral, and everybody will think I'm a nice dude. I actually think there have been people that have come out and said he, Shaq had nothing to do with it. We shot the video. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Nathan, that's what it is. He just wants to make the news for doing something good, but he's going about it the wrong way, where the way to do it would be do something good, and then whatever happens, happens. But you're only doing it for doing something for other people, not for the notoriety of it. Yeah, but the point of doing something good is so people know that you did something good. <laughs> I just don't think that's the case. But so many people at Lunchbox stay anonymous. Yeah, but that's why they have those like telethons and they, oh, look who's on the phone. And they announce your name on the TV, like the Bob <laughs> Hope guy. Isn't that his name? Uh, the Jerry, Jer- Jerry Lewis? That may be his name. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, they always announce the people's names. They call because they want the recognition. Uh, Nathan, what do you want to say about this situation that you're hearing now? I just, I'm telling you, you guys are already famous in my book. You guys are awesome. Don't try and be like Shaq. You're perfect the way you are, dude. Don't Dang, you're it. perfect the way you are. Dang. Hit right. you with some Mr. Rogers this early in the morning. <laughs> that was pretty nice. All right. Hey, Nathan, appreciate that call, man. Hope you have a good week. Hey, you too, bud. Thank you, guys. See you, bud. Uh, Katie in Massachusetts, you are on the show. Welcome to the show, Katie. First of all, I just wanted to say I'm such a fan of yours and the show. Um, Thank you. I've watched you on many shows, and I listen to you every morning. Thank so um, I think that when you talked about the radio show, I to the other um, caller, you're wrong. Like, you are one of the best stations, like, the, actually the best station to listen to. You guys are really awesome. So, Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I wanted, I was curious about two things. One, what your your favorite country song or artist is, if you have one, and also um, what happened, what, do you, what are your thoughts about Ava August leaving Idol? I thought she was really talented, and I was shocked that she went home. I'll start with the second question first. 
Uh, Ava August it was a 15, 16-year-old girl who was really good. She probably could have won the whole show. I felt like she just made a bad song choice. She picked a slow song when that's what she's done. It was way too serious for her. I told her, loosen up, lighten up. And then she went with a really slow, big song. She nailed it vocally, but it was just hard to separate for her from others. And she went home, all based on song choice and not talent. I hated that she left, but this season is crazy, crazy competitive. You guys be sure to watch Sunday night because American Idol is back. All right, that's one. Number two. Uh, my favorite country song of all time is Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain by Willie Nelson. Wow. Or If Tomorrow Never Comes by Garth yeah, Brooks. I was going to say. <laughs> it's, or <laughs> No, it's those two. It's those two. Because you've always said If Tomorrow Never but Comes. But I've always said Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain is a you top three it. favorite song. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. So the, those are my favorite. Um, lifetime favorite artist of country music is Garth Brooks. Contemporary favorite country music artist is Casey Musgraves. That's what I would say, country music-wise. Great, thank you so much. Hey, I like... Thank you, thank you. You guys ask us a lot of questions. We love responding to these. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I need some advice. Last night, my husband and I found out we are expecting another baby. No one in my family will be expecting this as I have two stepkids and our son together, and they all thought we were done. Well, today, I found out that my younger brother will be proposing to his girlfriend next weekend. So my question is, when is the right time to tell my family the news without stealing their thunder? I was thinking about doing it this Friday. Is it okay to do it a week before, or should I wait until after? Thank you, a concerned sister. This is easy. It's super thoughtful of her. Yeah, hey, by the way, kudos to you for even asking. You have, it's a big deal, but you got three kids already, right? It's not, oh my goodness, we're having our first baby. That's a, that, that's a situation. You want to bring everybody together, get it on video. It's still a big deal, but it's not as big as this engagement. I think you wait at least a week after they get engaged. Yeah, I think that that's appropriate. Don't do it a week before and give them space on the front side. Let them get engaged, and do it a week after. Because again, for you, they're going to do this. Wow, that is really great. We can't wait to have another kid. But for them, they're going to be like, holy moly, you're engaged. (laughs) Because that's a once in a lifetime thing. Just like your first kid was a once in a lifetime thing. I love that you're concerned for your brother, but I'm going to say hold off two weeks now. A week after they propose would be the move to go, to do. Anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, I think that that's the appropriate time to put in there. And you're pregnant for like nine months. You have time. Yeah, or really shock them and don't tell them at all. And then you yeah, <laughs> show up with months. a baby. Yeah, yeah. Hide up in, hide oh, out in yeah. the house. I have a friend that kind of did that. On purpose? She, yeah. All I know is I didn't see her on Instagram or anything. A friend that like I knew from back in the day when I was living in Texas. And I knew she had a boyfriend. She had a serious boyfriend for a long time. But all of a sudden, she just stopped posting on Instagram or anything. And you don't notice when someone stops posting. Because sometimes I'll see people being like, sorry, guys, I haven't posted in a while. And I'm like, <laughs> didn't even nobody notice. <laughs> even notices when you don't post. No one notices when I don't post. And so all of a sudden, she posted she was nine months pregnant. And I was like, what in the world? She had hit out the whole time, not showing it. And I thought, now that is awesome. <laughs> Surprise. So you could do that. But no, wait a week till after. You'll be good to go. Close up that mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Raymundo, our audio guy, said that he was in a restaurant having lunch and something extremely patriotic happened while you were eating. 
Yeah, they. Uh, it was noon, I guess, and apparently at this restaurant, they always play the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, so everybody just stood up, and there it was, and there were flags on the TV screens. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That at noon, they shut it down to do that. Yeah, and there was a little bit of a USA chant, and... Uh, it was- yeah, it's like at the Olympics at the barbecue place. I've never heard of such a thing. What's I- the name of the place? Uh, Mission Barbecue. So, okay, you're sitting there eating. Yeah. It's getting close to noon. Tell me what happens. Uh, the TVs were on sports. I believe ESPN and stuff was on. It just um, automatically went onto the flags, and the staff stopped serving people. They all like, put their hands over their hearts, and it was loud. So, I mean, you couldn't even continue your conversation. You had to stand up, and then they're like, sing with us, please. And then there you go. And it was like, it was a, an amazing American moment. Did you sing? Absolutely. Yeah, they had the lyrics on the screen. Do you know, you know the, the lyrics? lyrics without? I mean, in case somebody didn't know them. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. That's pretty cool, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of gives me chills thinking about that. Shut the place down to do that. Yeah, I kind of want to go back today. And then do you just start <laughs> to do day. that? Do you just go back and start eating again? Yeah, then it switched back to sports. And we're like, okay, okay, we're back to the highlights and stuff. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dirk Bentley is launching another High Times and Hangovers Club Tour. It's five nights in a row, and each show is at a different club. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Thomas Rhett talked about the evolution of his new album, Country Again, Side A, coming out this Friday. I just kind of started to notice certain things in my life that I had kind of not put enough weight in, you know, the last three or four years. Not in a bad way, just I think life just kind of got, got ahead of me a little bit, and uh so it was a really nice reset, and I think that reset um, allowed me to be able to re- to kind of go fully in this direction. Brett Young is releasing an eight-song EP, Weekends Look a Little Different These Days, on June 4th, and he shared why he's doing an EP instead of a full album. I just don't want to be left behind because artists are putting out song after song after song, not really caring where they go. And that's not a knock. If these artists are writing songs that quickly that are that relatable, then they should put them out. I've always been a little bit more old school about here's the album, but there have been so many new things come out around it that I feel like I need to bring out something new. And I've been writing, so why not? I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A stray dog that climbed up into the engine compartment of a parked car in Dallas found a new home with the firefighter who rescued her. Marianne Davidson said she was taking a walk with some friends, and they returned to her SUV, and there was a small dog underneath the vehicle. They tried to get the animal out, but that little dog went up into the engine compartment. Oh, man. That kind of climbed up into it. Must have been a tiny dog. A Dallas fire rescue crew was called to the scene. Firefighters removed a tire from the SUV so they could get into the engine compartment, and they pulled the dog out, which was taken to the Dallas Animal Services place, and the firefighters, one of them said, hey, I'll take the dog. And now has adopted the dog. How cute. And the dog is named Grace now. I guess they had to name it. They didn't know its name. Hey, dog, what's your name again when I adopt you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good story, though. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Glad you guys are here. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Hey, show. So I want to hear a segment I haven't heard in a while. Riddle me this. So if you have... I forgot my sentence. <laughs> it's like us. <laughs> but she wants to hear, Riddle me this. Okay. Every month we crown a Riddle Master. Lunchbox is the reigning Riddle Master from March. I'll give the adults in the room a riddle meant for kids. And we'll see who is the 
Brittle Master for April. Amy, you're up first. I have wings. I'm able to fly. I'm not a bird yet, so I soar high in the sky. What am I? I'll read it again, then you'll have 15 seconds. I have wings. I am able to fly. I'm not a bird, but I soar high in the sky. What am I? An airplane. That is correct. First riddle is right. All right. Lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Riddle me this. You hear my sound. You feel me when I move. But see me, you never will. You hear my sound. You feel me when I move. But see me, you never will. Riddle me this. Riddle me this? You feel me? You hear my sound. You feel me when I move. But see me, you never will. Oh, boy. Five seconds. Heartbeat. Heartbeat is incorrect. The answer was the wind. You hear me? You feel me? But you can't see wind. We will not have a returning champion. Eddie. Come on. When you put this in a heavy wooden box... The box will become lighter. What is it? When you put this in a heavy wooden box, the box will become lighter. 15 seconds starts now. What is it? You put this in a heavy wooden box, but when you put it in there, it becomes lighter. When you put this in a heavy wooden box, the box will become lighter. What is it? Is it a play on words with lighter? The box will become lighter. Heavy wooden box. When you put this in a heavy wooden box, the box will become lighter. Five seconds. <sighs> a flashlight. How does that what? work? Lighter. Oh, that is interesting. No? No, there was no play on the words. Do you know what it is? Oh, I thought it was a light. No, I thought it was like fire. Holes. Mmm. Does it, though? When you put this in a heavy wooden oh. box, the box becomes lighter. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. You Why? put holes in it because the, the wood you just cut out is gone. Oh. Too, oh. That was too straightforward for me. Yeah, I was trying to true. go next level. We've never had a one-round riddle me this champion, but the riddle champion for April, <sighs> the riddle master is Amy. Oh, All wow. Right. That's a quick one. Wow. That was easy. <laughs> no one knows what to do. I know. Let me give you a couple okay. more, Amy, see if you can get them as the new riddle master. Sure. They have not flesh, nor feathers, nor scales, nor bone, but they do have fingers and thumbs of their own. What are they? What? They, they have not flesh, nor feathers, nor scales, nor bone, but they do have fingers and thumbs of their own. What are they? What has a finger and a thumb? That's hard. What has a finger and oh. a thumb? What do you think it is? A glove. Yeah. Oh, glove. I wouldn't have gotten that. One more. What do you throw out when you want to use it, but you take it in when you don't want to use it? What? Say it again. What do you throw out when you want to use it, but take in when you don't want to use it? Take in the trash, throw out the trash. Trash. <laughs> um, com- oh, com- Compliments? No. You guys know? No. I thought trash can. That's too deep for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> throw. 
Give us you, a hint. What do you throw out? It's heavy. What do you throw out? What do you throw out when you want to use it, but you take in when you don't? Oh, oh, air. An anchor. Oh. Hey, not our best luck today, guys. Uh, I'll be honest with uh, you. But yeah, our riddle master for April is Amy. There she is. Amy, do you? Do I don't deserve the whole riddle me this. Yeah, you want you do, I do? Okay, but you know, I just like to do it regular. Go so ahead. riddle me this. That's it? Yeah, I don't, I feel uncomfortable when I do it all deep and scary sounding. All right. Hey, she's the winner. <laughs> she wants. Hey, we'll, we'll check it out in May. <laughs> yeah. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. John, it's great to talk to you again. You're our favorite attorney in the whole world. Thank you. Yes, you appreciate it. The most entertaining. We have a lot of questions, but we're going to start with this because we had this email sent in, and we gave them advice, but we need to get uh, our attorney hero on. He wrote, he said, my ex-wife and I divorced five years ago, but she never changed her last name after they were divorced, like back to the original name. And now she wants to pass that last name on to her new wife. Is, is that legal? Can you take someone's last name and then it's just yours and you can pass it on? Yes, yeah, she can. Her, when she married him, she took on his name legally and forever. One of the things a lot of people try to do in divorce settlements is to get them to give up their last name. Because that is her last name, she can use it forever and ever and ever. Is that sometimes money paid to lose that last name? It could be. I mean, when you're getting into settlement negotiations, you know, it's like making sausage. You don't see it all. You just get to the end result. But, yeah, when you're settling alimony or cutting up the assets, it can be part of it. Speaking of name changes, could I just decide to change my name to Luke Bryan and then it's all good? Like I could legally just change my name to whatever I want? Any any name you want. I... uh, this guy changed his name legally on his license and everything to Senator so-and-so. I forget his whole name. In other words, Senator Bobby Bones. That's funny. So, so what would happen is you call for a reservation, and they say, we don't have any tables. And then they say, well, that's too bad because Senator Bobby Bones was hoping to eat there. Oh, did you say Senator Bobby Bones? We have a table at 7.30 if that's okay. And the perks, the preferential treatment this guy got was well worth it. John Morgan is on from Morgan & Morgan. He is our favorite attorney in the whole world. We just nominated, and, and he won Best Attorney Ever. We did that in the last five seconds. There he is. John Morgan <laughs> yeah, is here. Thank you. Um, a couple, I, will, I accept. Yes, a couple more questions here. I'm having a wedding um, in August, and if someone has too much to drink at the wedding— and they drive home and they get into an accident, is that my fault? In most states, usually not. There's, there, if it's on the books, it's what's called host liability, social host liability. Most states do not have social host liability, where you go to a wedding, you get messed up, you drive out and hit somebody. They don't have social host liability. Now, the liability that where many times states do have is if you have a public or a, a, a office, a business function, and it's for the business, and you're in the course and scope of doing your business because that's you know it's a Christmas party. Those type of liabilities are a totally different thing. 
Okay. We have two more questions from John Morgan here. Far away. The next question is, if a kid's iPad gets broken at school and it's the other kid's fault, who has to pay for the iPad? You know, if that happened, if the kid who broke the iPad lives in a home, many times the homeowner's insurance from that kid's home might pay for it. Was it school? It all depends on if negligence can be imputed. Is it school, Mr. Morgan? Do what? It, it was at school. at school. Yeah, the other kid broke Eddie's kid's iPad. It was at school. We're just going <laughs> to be campus. honest. This happened. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't matter. Oh. There's, there's homeowner's coverage that sometimes extends to people, but children, it all depends on the age of the child, there's what's called imputed negligence. In other words, the negligence of the child can be imputed or put on the parent. All depends on the law and the ages in those particular states. Final question for John Morgan from Morgan & Morgan. Have you ever been in a courtroom and yelled, I object at the judge? Nice. I have yelled. Uh, I don't think I've ever yelled. I've, I, I don't think I've ever yelled it because I come from a, the point of view of never let them see you sweat. And... What I have found in courtrooms is when people are loudly objecting or objecting often, their case is not going well. So you got to be a little bit cooler than that. Uh, but uh, so, so no. Okay, there he is. Yeah. Which that makes sense. Yeah, if there's one person who's cool, it's John Morgan. That's right. Well, I see him on TV come on. He goes, Morgan and Morgan. I'm like, dang right, you are. That's right. Hey, for do- the people. For the, the people. people. That's right. All right, uh, Mr. Morgan, appreciate you as always. Is there any plug you would like to give yourself, or do you feel like your body of work here has done it for you? I think my reputation speaks for itself, <laughs> and I would like to say to you, Senator Bones, it's been a pleasure being on your show this morning. Thank you. There he is. Our friend and yours, our hero, John Morgan. Morgan and Morgan. Thank you, Mr. Morgan. We'll talk to you hopefully soon. Peace. Peace. There he is. Gotta love that guy. You know we love it when you guys leave us voicemails after the show is over. Because there's so many listeners that listen on podcasts or can't call while the show is happening. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Hey, Bobby. I have a question. I take my dog on walks and runs, and I don't take a packy to pick up his poop because he is really tiny. He's only nine pounds. Is that wrong, or should I just be picking it up regardless? All right, bye. I mean, I think general rule, you pick it up regardless. If it's so small, I mean, I've never seen poop, though, you can't see. Right. She's acting like what you can't it? see the poop. Like, like poop- a little rabbit? Even then, you You'll don't want to be able stepping in it, right. right? That's the goal. I would still say you should probably pick it up or at least give it a good fake. <laughs> I love the good old fake. I've done that before. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I've been before, like just walking the dog around the house just to get, get some energy out, like we'll jog and he'll stop real quick and use the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, great. Oh. And I don't have something, so I'll grab a leaf and then I'll reach right down beside it. <laughs> I, I shouldn't. I should be a better person. No, but I mean, that, that only happens. happens. That, it rarely happens. Most of the time I pick it up. But the good old fake is better than nothing. I, man, I did it in my neighborhood and was walking my dog and it happened. And I, I was going to go home and get a bag and I did. But it's that 
couple minutes where you know it's happened and you feel like people are watching you and you want just to announce, I'm going home to get a bag. I'm going to be right back. You go with a bullhorn. I just <laughs> yes. I'll be back. Yes. I'm going to be right back. And then when I come back, I'm like, I'm here, I'm here. But like, really, nobody I am back to pick me. up the poop. <laughs> I'm picking up the poop. I just get so nervous. <laughs> the Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a survey found that we rely on friends, not critics, for TV and movie recommendations. Absolutely. 100%. If I don't hear from a friend that a series is good, I'll probably never even discover it exists. I need word of mouth to get to me. And I hope our listeners feel like I'm a friend and I go, this show is good. And they go, let's do it because we won't recommend any crap here. Or We're not critics either. Everybody's a critic, but I, I will go look at Rotten Tomatoes if I'm already feeling like I'm going to watch it. Like Rotten Tomatoes can keep me from watching it, but it really won't convince me to watch it. Now, here's something the study found. If the friend is too overly enthusiastic about the show, it might turn another friend off. Example, Amy in Yellowstone. And I, she was, I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, stop talking about it. I'm never going to watch it. I then watched it with not only pressure from Amy, but Caitlin, and it was fantastic. And everybody should watch Yellowstone. I don't even like Westerns. Yeah. It's a modern day. It's not an old-timey Western, which yeah. threw me. <laughs> I had a friend that was overly enthusiastic about it. I was late to Yellowstone, too, so I do agree. If you do want a friend to check something out, maybe play down your... Be a little chill about it. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. You should check it out. If you get a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I agree with that survey. I only listen to friends. What else? Okay. So I have another study for this one, and it's about how Americans can no longer tolerate crowds. Two and three. Americans, that is. Like, we just, now that we've experienced what it's like to socially distance and not be in, like, a really crowded place, we don't want to ever go back to that. <laughs> I never want to go back to being in a crowd I don't want to be in. I would like to be in a crowd I want to be in, like a concert or a music festival or a baseball game or a football. I just keep going. But those are the crowds <laughs> well, that even- I would like to be in because I chose to be in those crowds. Yeah. Now, lines, I have no interest in. And if somebody cuts, I'm going to tell you what happened to me. We were at the mall the other day, and I saw the line was – there's a new store in the mall. And the line is like 13 people deep, and they had one person walk in the front. And this woman's standing up there by herself, and she's good. But then a woman recognizes that she knows a girl at the front of the line. She goes, hey, how's it going? Can I come up here with you? Oh, the old I'm trick. not in line yet, though, right? And I'm watching, and the woman she goes, yeah, come on up. So she gets in line beside her, and they start talking. And in my mind, I'm going, okay, well, if I'm behind them, if they don't combine clothes into one purchase – because that would be acceptable if it's like husband, wife, two friends, mm-hmm. wife and wife. Who cares? Put them close together. Go pay for them. But they didn't. They went as two people. Now, <laughs> I got in line before they actually – had I been in line though, and I was telling Caitlin this, had I been in line that happened, that wouldn't have happened. What would you have done? Hey, there's no cutting. You would have really? said that? Yeah. <laughs> you there are two said things that. I don't like, cutting in a line or, or talking in a movie. And I will stand up for not only me but for everybody else. Somebody's got to be the leader. I would have, yes. I had a mask on too, so they wouldn't know who said it. I'd have been like, hey, don't be cutting. And then I'd have looked around. <laughs> is that a man or a woman? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? We got masks on. It is interesting uh, being at the mall and seeing the lines because I was there this weekend and saw some too this last weekend. And I was like, it's almost like getting into the club back in the day and you have to wait your turn and they're doing the head count. One store I went into, they asked me specifically why I was coming in and what I needed. Because I guess if... I didn't name a legit product they had. They weren't going to let me in. I'm like, can I not just browse? I don't know. She said, and what exactly are you here for today? And I was like, a face sponge. (laughs) 
<laughs> She's like, ma'am, uh, this is Blockbuster. <laughs> no, it was, it was a fa- beauty store, but still. Well, I, and people have probably been with me when I've yelled at people in the movies before. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's yeah. the thing. You've been after that one for years. Mm-hmm. You even, that. one time there was you went after a kid. I didn't know it was a kid, though. That's, that's a full story. <laughs> I thought it was a dog. It adult. was dark. It was didn't dark. Didn't know he was like 10 until the lights came on. Um, okay, what else? Well, Jason Aldean doing pretty good. Uh, Jason and his wife, Brittany, they sold their beach house in Florida and bought a home uh, in Turks and Caicos. <laughs> doing well, pretty good. Or is it on Turks and Caicos? <laughs> Tell me where Turks and it's Caicos an is. It's in the Caribbean down okay. there. Down the past Florida. Yeah. Or the Go to Florida. Take a slide. Yeah. Uh, so they have been hanging out there. Actually, I thought, I knew that they had a place in Florida, and I thought, oh, maybe they just are doing a little Caribbean vacation. But nope, they straight up bought a house there, and everyone's been hanging out, including like uh, Jason's sister and her husband, Chuck Wicks, and DJ Silver. Everybody's down there. <laughs> DJ Silver's so, chilling out there. I love it. Um, He's playing music, keeping the music going nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Jason Aldean will be back performing at Bonnaroo mid May, and the show is sold out, but you can live stream tickets bonnarooFarm.com. All right. Thank you. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. So shout out to this FedEx worker in Tampa, Florida. His name is Anthony Carvajal, and he hooked a bride up. So for whatever reason, her wedding dress was delayed. It was supposed to arrive just in time for her wedding. But the tracking showed that it was going to be a couple days late. Her family, her friends, everybody gets involved. They start calling FedEx. Who can help us? Well, Anthony happened to be one of the only people working that day, and he decided to make it his mission to exhaust all options and track down this dress. And eventually he was able to find it wow. in a trailer. He dug through packages and eventually found the correct one and got it to her just in time for her wedding. I mean, cut a little close though. He made a couple days. That's yeah, above and beyond though of Anthony. He did not have to do that. But also he did not have to do that. Nope. I'd feel good if it came out a month before. Yeah. Oh yeah. This Me, was... I'm preparing. <laughs> yeah. But yes, he did not have to do that. And by the way, my package is lost. No one's ever done that for me. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I'm looking for a softball bat. Uh, ordered it like, <laughs> and they're like, I don't give a crap. Uh, shout out. What's his name again? Anthony Carvajal. All right, Anthony. Good on you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Thank you guys for hanging out. Let's go over and talk to Holly in Nebraska, who is on the phone right now. Holly, how are you? Great. How are you doing, Bobby? Doing really good. What can I help you with? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> I am a public health nurse in central Nebraska and work at a health department. And in our vaccine efforts, we all appreciate your show and all you've done to support COVID and COVID vaccination process. And we all enjoy Dr. Collins being on the show and everything he had to say. And yesterday we had a vaccine planning meeting here at the health department with several of our vaccine staff and your name just kept getting brought up over and over, and we refer to you as if you're our best friend <laughs> and that we see you on a daily basis. I don't hate that. That's at least a few yeah. friends I got that will never leave me. That's right. Uh, well, thank you very much. Tell everybody I said, tell all my friends I said hello, okay? Okay. And I have one more thing. Yes. I also, clear back last October, I'm an avid listener, listen every day to the podcast. You were assessing Eddie's hairline. And you said you would reassess it in six months to see if it needed to be shaved. 
So you, I just wanted to check that? in on that process. Yeah, we were talking about if you should just shave it all the way. Yeah. And I said, don't make that decision now. We'll reassess it in six months and see How if it's... How does she remember this? This is Holly oh. from Nebraska. She remembers everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I would say Eddie does not need to shave his head right now. Okay, good. Thank he you. hasn't lost so much that it started. Because you know how we all had that person in church or the uncle who didn't have a lot, but he combed what he didn't have a lot over? The comb over. But it wasn't just a comb over. It was like nine hairs. Mm. And if that if it came to that, I would tell Eddie, hey, zzz, let's just shave it. Yeah. But it's not. Uh, so, okay, look, when you go to a doctor uh, visit, whatever, so when's my next checkup? Six months. Every six, <laughs> Every months, six months, you come in, and right now you're good to go. <laughs> okay, good. Hey, like Holly, it. thank you very much for calling. Love that you listen, and glad you got in. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Over to Amy now with the morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call two worms in love? What do you call two worms in love? Soil mates. That was the Morning Corny. Here are your top three songs in country music this week. At number three, it is Jake Owen, Made For You. Then I was made for you. Yeah, I was made for you. That song's top three. Love to see it. At number two, Gabby Barrett, The Good Ones. He's one of the good ones. I love me like he should, one like he wrote the book. That's a good one, too. So good. It was at number one last week. Your number one song this week, it's taken a year. Just been grinding it out, man. Cool to see. It was the first singer, songwriter, and producer to all be women. Same song in country music. Tennille Arts, somebody like that. And here's a message from Whoopi Goldberg. Tennille Arts is going to be on in a few minutes. But here's a message from Whoopi Goldberg about her. She hasn't heard this yet. Here, here you go. Tennille, is it true that uh, your number one song, Somebody Like That, is first record in the history of country music to reach number one by all women or a whole female team? You did that written, produced, and performed by women. <laughs> you know what? Congratulations, girl. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. It came up on my phone, and I thought, let me send her a message. Congratulations, girl. So she sent it through us. Amazing. (laughs) That's cool. Interesting. (laughs) So, but she's going to be on coming up in the next segment. Uh, I know her a little bit. It's really exciting to see, you know, her be be able to do that. Uh, The number one pop song right now is from The Weeknd, Save Your Tears. Save your tears for another day. Tears for another day. You like this one? Do your kids listen to this one? Of course they do. Yeah, they love it. We're not there yet, I guess. No? (laughs) Yo. Tears for another day. Yeah, I do like this one. And I don't love all the weekend stuff, but I like this one a lot. Did he play this in the Super Bowl? Probably. He played every, I don't okay. know if he played Super Bowl. I don't remember. songs I didn't know. I looked at the camera right in it. <laughs> and then the number one alternative song is from 21 Pilots, Shy Away. Don't you shy away. Those are big songs in all formats. We talk about the country ones, but you need to know the other stuff, too. We, we got to stay hip, you know? Yeah. We're getting older. Stay cool. We got to stay cool. Got to stay hip. About to talk to Tennille Arts. A couple things. 
A couple years ago, I had Tennille over at my house to do a Bobby cast. It was way before this song came out. By the way, this is her number one song. It's called Somebody Like That. But I want that and so she came over. She was a new artist. Thought she was pretty good. I was like, hey, come talk to us for a bit. And she's the only artist that ever showed up with a guitar for a podcast. <laughs> and she was like, I'll play. She goes, I'll play anywhere, anytime. I'm just trying to get noticed. That's awesome. And I just admired that hustle from her. And so this song, it has taken 70 weeks, but it is the number one song. Wow. It almost set the record for it taking the longest to get there, but she never quit on it. The label never quit on it, and it's number one. And we'll talk about this. Written by three females. Uh, the track's producer is a woman as well, and it's the first time that's ever been done. So, that being said, oh, she was on The Bachelor three times. Not as a contestant, performing. as a person performing. Okay. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, here she is. She was nominated for New Female Artist of the Year at the 2021 ACM Awards, named one of CRS's New Faces of Country 2021, and... She is not the other Tennille, Tennille Towns. There are two Tennilles. They're both from Canada. Mm. They're the same age, I believe. This is Tennille Arts, and here she is. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Tennille Arts. Tennille, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Congratulations. Holy moly, this is taking forever, but how sweet it is, huh? Yeah, it's feeling pretty amazing to to sit here right now and say you know number one song like there were so many times i thought it wasn't gonna happen (laughs) this song went to radio in january of 2020 and here we are april of 2021 was there ever a point where you thought okay this is not gonna work this is not gonna be a hit i was celebrating every single milestone because i think you never know even if you believe in the song with your whole heart you know you just you can't predict how these things go. And in the back of my mind, you know, I always thought maybe this could be a number one. And so we just kept pushing. But I got to say, there, there were moments where I was like, wow, we made it on the chart. This is so awesome. You know, if it doesn't go higher, I'm going to just celebrate that. <laughs> Somebody Like That is the first song, and you know this already, in country radio, that's written, produced, and sung by a female artist and is the first Canadian number one because she's from, to do it since 2007. How do you celebrate all these accomplishments all at once? It's pretty wild. I don't know. You know, it's just one of these, like, dream come true moments. And I think it's, like, hard to comprehend what this even means. You know, like, I think I'm still just in the shock of it. And in the following weeks, you know, maybe I'll be able to really just, like, comprehend what just happened. But I've just been popping champagne. (laughs) I saw on your Insta story you had 117 unread texts congratulating you on your number one. How, did you reply to all of them? At what point do you just do the thumbs up over and over again? Oh, my gosh. No, I replied to every single one of those. They were, I mean, I had people messaging me that I hadn't heard from since I was, like, in high school or even elementary school. Like, people were reaching out, and it was just so awesome to hear from everybody and to know that they cared so much. Like, they knew that this was a dream of mine, and they took the time to reach out. I mean, yeah, I, I responded to every single one. <laughs> This is a, a, a very personal question, but I feel comfortable asking you. I, I see on Instagram that you have extremely white teeth. How do you keep them so white? I, oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, but I don't know. I don't really do anything crazy. Every once in a while, I use those little white strip things, but <laughs> they make my teeth so sensitive that I can't, I can't use those very often. So I don't know. <laughs> Your full name is Tanil Jade Dakota Arts. You have two middle names? I do. Everybody in my family does, actually. <laughs> What's up with that? I think my dad was like, oh, Tennille's kind of a different name. Like, maybe we should make sure she's got some other options in there. Because <laughs> I know, I think he liked the name Jade or something better. So um, they just comped, 
compromise and put them all in there. Have you been able to play this song live for folks and hear them sing it back to you yet? One time. I had a show beginning of April, and um, I was even doing sound check and singing the song and people volunteers that were a part of the, the festival were freaking out, you know, filming. And, and then obviously for the, for the actual show, people were singing along and, and I just, it's so emotional to see that because normally you get to see, you know, as this song grows on, on country radio, you kind of see this gradual progression and then it's just kind of all happening at once. And it's very overwhelming. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Number one song, Somebody Like That, written by three females, Tennille Arts, Allison Cruz, as well as the tracks producer, Alex Klein. You guys did it. You rung the bell. It's been a, a long climb, but man, was it worth it. And I'm just so proud of you. Congratulations. What are you doing next? Do you have, you have your next single? Is it ready to go too? Oh, yeah. We've got the next one ready to go. We're not going to waste any time. <laughs> what's the, what's the next song? Back then, right now. Okay. Listen, we'll check that out, too. Everybody say say congratulations to Tennille. Congratulations, congratulations Tennille. Tennille. We do it like robots. It's kind of our thing here. <laughs> uh, great to hear from you, Tennille. Congratulations. Uh, we're going to play your number one now. Not that it needs any more playing, but just as a little point of reference. And hopefully we'll see you soon, okay? Uh, thank you guys so much. All right. Bye, Tennille. Bye. So this, they're calling her a bridezilla, is being slammed because she made 11 strict rules for her wedding guests. Sometimes we hear about the wedding party. It's like, can't have your hair like this. Can't have your dress like this. Be skinnier. Be fatter. There's all these rules. And we're like, what's happening here? But she sent a rule, a rule out to the, to the everybody's going to be the a people guest. people that are going to the wedding. They're sitting in the chair. Uh -huh. Okay, let's just see if we think the rules are out of line, okay, of the 11. Number one, don't wear white. Yeah. Sure. That's that, fine. That makes sense. Makes sense. Give that a ding. I like, yeah, it's such an unspoken rule. Yeah. There you go. One correct. Please don't show up late after the ceremony has started or the middle of the ceremony. Yeah. It's fine. Good rule. I got no problem with that rule. Good. No cell phones during the ceremony. That's, That's fine. That makes sense. It feels a bit <laughs> aggressive, but I agree with it. When everybody's phone's out, because I don't think we're having cell phones at our wedding at all. We're going to do like Chris Rock does, put them we in a bag. We check the nice. phones. We have to check our phones. Yeah. Like in a basket. I think, I'm not sure how we do it. Like a coat check, but a phone check. Maybe we just say no phones out. I'm not sure, yeah. but I don't, I think we're going to have phones. At the reception's fine, but yeah. the ceremony. I can't remember. Did Lunchbox allow phones? Because I'm wondering why we didn't get him on video crying. Right. Because Good there question. was no crying. Exactly. Because you guys lie a lot, but that's okay. We were seated <laughs> in the very back. And yeah. we saw it. And but we, I would have yeah. zoomed in on that. Uh, number four. But, but we feel okay about no cell phones, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, me too. Okay. Number four, pace yourself when drinking. Oh, that's dumb. I mean, I feel like it's a dumb rule to have to state. Right. But, but, but maybe people she are going to break that. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you're... maybe she has some people where they need to be reminded. But which... I think you remind them separately. Okay, so are you going <laughs> to say that to, like, I don't know, Ray and Eddie? Um, I've already had a talk with Eddie. Uh-huh. No, so... There's no drinky before the wedding. Right. No drinky before the wedding, but after the wedding's over, party, party. Yeah, at reception, have at it. Okay. Ray, you're not able to show up after the, the... You have to be there on time. Yeah, yeah, I got you, and I'll just have a couple. Don't even no, worry about no, me. No, no, no. <laughs> no drinky before the wedding. No drinky before the wedding. Um, but I think she's wrong on that one. Pace yourself when drinking. I think everyone should, but I don't think that needs to be told. Before. Next one. Don't get in the photographer's way. Well, that's it's a good note. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's good, I don't think about it, but maybe that's a good note. The next one. No bringing in or trying to smuggle your own drinks. I mean, crazy you have to remind people of that. Well, I mean... But it's your... I don't really care if someone brings in their own 
drinks. I mean, I don't want them to walk in with a cooler, but if someone has a flask, like, is that, <laughs> that, with a Yeti. that that big of a deal? No rushing anyone. That's a dumb rule to have to put in there. No trying to change things about the decorations. That's weird. Yeah, who would do that? Yeah. Well, we did talk about your cake. No nitpicking, no big announcements or proposals. Nice. That's a good one. That, yes. That's kind of a funny one. And then finally, no posting to social media before us. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's, that's, that's a good rule. Yeah. That's like, hey, because they're busy. They can't be on their phone and they don't want everybody else posting all this stuff. Except for like if we're at your wedding reception and we pull up Instagram stories and you haven't posted anything yet, are we not allowed to you gotta post wait. it? You got to wait. Yeah, you need to wait. No, I mean, this was her rule. So you're adopting this as your rule? Mm-hmm. From your reception. There's no way we're going to beat Bobby to the social media post. There's no well, way. Well, if I'm tied up in the middle of the wedding, I can't post. No, no, but no phones. No phones allowed. So we can't. True. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I, I have to ask the boss. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know who she is. I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> For sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do we feel about this list of wedding rules? Are we mostly okay with it? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, not I didn't a bridezilla. Even see that bad. Right. Not a bad. I feel like she's just being logical. Yeah. There's just a couple where I would go, you don't, don't tell people to pay someone drinking. Just hope they will. And the people you're worried about have a little conversation with them on this. <laughs> but, like, don't change decorations. Who's going in and try to home makeover that thing? I don't know. Yeah. She must have some funny friends. Um, that being said, I will answer a question about my wedding that a lot of people are asking. And the question was, are we going to do a first look? Which I didn't even know what that meant until recently. What is that? Exactly. At the dress? Yeah, well, some people will take a picture, do their pictures before they get married. I did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Other people will wait till after because they don't want to see them before they walk down the aisle. And I was asked what I wanted to do. And I don't want to see her before I walk down the aisle. So pictures after the wedding. Pictures after, oh. yeah. And it may take a little longer, but that's okay. Hey, don't rush. Don't We can't rush you. That's I don't want, a rule. I, I want to feel that emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to cry, I'm going to let it go right there. I'm worried, <laughs> though, that I'll be saying, because I'm right on my vows, I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to get through them. Because you're going to be crying? I don't know. I might... I don't do things halfway. Like, I can't just, I won't just get a sniffle in or out. I will be bawling <laughs> or I will be able to control it and then cry later. But I don't, we're not doing a first look. As of right now, we're going to just, I, I want to wait and see her and then move on with the ceremony. Yeah, it makes sense. Bones, as your best man, if you start like crying and bawling and everything, do you want me to hold you while that's happening or just leave you alone? Hold him. No, you're supposed to offer the. I do like. Square, to, I do right? like to be held. <laughs> no, you can't hold. If him you can just rub my shoulder, okay. a little, little tap, and then maybe just a rub the shoulder. Yeah, just give me a little shoulder rub. Give you a handkerchief. Uh, and then you can like run your hands down my waist <laughs> and like rock me back and forth. <laughs> then everyone's like, "What is going What's on?" <laughs> It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Four years ago, Miguel Figueroa and his daughter Ileana were watching YouTube videos when the dad was like, Hey, Ileana, why don't you start your own YouTube channel? She goes, Dad, I can't start a YouTube channel. I have autism. And that's when his, her dad was like, uh-uh, we're not taking no for an answer. He redid the basement for a studio, and they invented Toy Quest 101, where they sit down in front of the camera and review pop culture information. And now, four years later, they got 119,000 subscribers. And he said, our vision is to bring awareness and promote a culture of acceptance where all kids with autism and disabilities can accomplish their goals. That's a good dad right there. Yeah, I know. I love that. He's her biggest cheerleader. That's a good dad. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over and talk to Drew, who is in Virginia. Drew, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hey, how are you, Bobby? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, 
Uh, so I actually have a question. I'm I'm about to buy a new car, and I'm so bad at negotiations and haggling prices. And so I've, my question to you all is just if you have any tips or tricks or any advice you would love to share, because I know you all kind of bought some cars in the last couple of years. So just hoping for some advice. Yeah, the advice is everything is online now. It's so hard for somebody to pull one over on you. Everything is online. You can find out what everything costs. And you know, knowing people in the car business, because we've had clients and have um, become friendly acquaintances with people that own and run car dealerships, the margin is not a lot anymore because they know people can come in fully armed with knowledge, meaning they're not skyrocketing prices up on cars and hoping they get away with it. For the most part, there's a very small margin that they they raise over the price. Um, But you go in... You know what you're looking for. You're educated. You say, hey, this is what it says here. I think having all that information on hand is going to help you just not to be taken advantage of more than anything. I don't think you're going to haggle them down so much anymore. I think it's just to make sure you don't get screwed over. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty good. I, I'm i the worst. <laughs> like, I'd probably be like, oh, you want me to pay more? Okay. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not a very good haggler. The advice, Drew, is that you go in and if you find what you want to buy, you look up everything about that car online and you see what it should be. There are so many websites. There are so many people that do YouTube videos telling you, don't be afraid. Don't be too good to go to YouTube and take advice from somebody who is actually knowledgeable in this field. So go in with your weapons, and those weapons are not real. They are knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. Don't go with the real weapon, bud. No, 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 I'd no, also no. say that's not the that's way trouble. to get them to come down. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. All right, Drew, it's not the greatest, like, this is how to make money. But it's how not to lose money, okay? No, yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that because uh, my wife and I are about to have our first kid, and we just found an upgrade. So we're like, okay, we gotta get back in the car dealership. So I, I appreciate all the help you all gave me. I have the Hyundai Palisade right now. I don't know what you're looking for. It is amazing. I didn't even, listen. I signed a deal with Hyundai because I like. I think they're a really good car company. And they said, we're going to let you drive our Palisade around for I don't want to give it back. You put the blinker on, it puts a little camera up there on the, the, the little dash part. You see the sign, you put it on the right, it shows it over there. It's huge. This is not even a commercial. I saw one of our B-teamers post in regards to that, like, oh, I'm glad Bobby's getting on the Palisade train. She's like, I was on this before anybody. I guess she bought hers last year, and she said she's obsessed with it. Yeah, I don't know what you're looking for, but I would encourage you to check that out because it is really, really cool to the point where I don't want to give it back. All right, Drew, and, and Caitlin's not on the insurance for it, so she can't drive it, and she's irritated by it because <laughs> it's only me or Scuba Steve. Oh. <laughs> so we drive everywhere together. I'm like, you drive. No, you drive. All right, that's what's up. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Well, up first, a man builds a poop wall in Michigan after a dispute with a neighbor. A 250-foot-long wall of poop now divides two properties in Lodi Township in Michigan. It's a smelly fence that Wayne Lambreth says his farmer neighbor built after a dispute. What? Lambert's (laughs) grandfather developed the farm 100 years ago, but the property was divided. There has been a dispute over the property line. That's when the manure appeared. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Quote, it's a pile of beep over there. He has tenants living in the house who are forced to deal with smelling the cow poop wall every day. So, in order to have the line, he has built a poop wall line. By the way, it's a controversial line because they can't agree on what the line is. Yeah. But on that line, he built a poop wall. 
or a compost fence. Yeah, that, that that's better. It's a poop wall. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was wondering, first I'm like, what kind of poop? But you answered cow well, poop. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just a lot. <laughs> you know, you need, you need a lot of people active. <laughs> to get human? To get, well, to get any. <laughs> you got to have a lot of cows active, too. Yeah. All right, there's that story. Bobby's other story. A doctor reveals the simple trick for getting rid of the song stuck in your head. The scientist was asked, hey, what do we do? How do we get a song like an earworm out of our head? He said, well, chew gum because it distracts your brain. And why you have a song in your head is because your brain's focused on that song and really only that song and there's no reason for it not to focus on the song because nothing else is coming into play right now. (laughs) He's like, if you chew gum, it is basically you rinsing the brain. Apparently not all songs can be earworms. The doctor says they are usually tunes from one's culture and they are normally faster than regular songs with repetition and some sort of unusual feature. So, there you have it. Can't get that song out of your head. Chew gum. Chew gum. Okay. What, um, any, any song, when I say earworm, what song comes to mind that you can never shake if it plays? I have one that's still in my head from this week and it's Chumbawamba. Or whatever it is. I get knocked From down. this week. Yeah, I had it in my head earlier. I played it during, it came up during a podcast I was recording and I played it. And then it's been in my head. Like, and not, even when you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, here it comes again. Mm-hmm. I get knocked down, but I get up again. It was in my head. Do you have one? You? Uh, I probably have a different one every day, but right now it's, uh, I've been trying to have a good time. Yeah. It's in there. It's stuck since the morning. Yesterday that was in my head all day. <laughs> Nico Moon, who sings... I'm just trying to have have a a good time, time, even if it takes all all night. Yeah, that's it. He came over to the house last night and played uh, on my Twitch show. (laughs) I I woke up, went in the shower, and the whole morning. That guy's so good, good too. So good. He's he's such a good singer. Uh, Okay, let's do one more news story here. Angry subscribers are canceling Netflix over a show that was just announced. It is a show called Hype House. It's basically all those kids from TikTok. They're all living in the same house, but apparently it's because of some of the people in the house. There's some controversial folks. For example, Tony Lopez was accused of sexual assault and soliciting photos from a minor. He will not be on the show now, but some subscribers are still upset about it. they didn't take COVID seriously. All right, everybody, get over it. If you're going to cancel, you're going to cancel Netflix anyway at some point. I feel like Netflix is the one place that always wants to get canceled. I've No, right? I feel like, no, Netflix is what it canceled. But nobody's really canceling Netflix. There are probably a few people that are but saying But didn't they this. canceling Cuties? Like, a lot of people well, were yes. like, no Cuties. Well, canceling. they couldn't believe that Netflix would take on a show like that. I bet you Netflix gained more subscribers from that controversy. Oh. From that controversy than lost it. Interesting. And Lunchbox loved Cuties. That was the show of the year. It was a great movie, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> if you give it a chance, you'll be like, wow, that was very deep and emotional. And it's something that needs to be talked about. So, is yes. It, is it a movie, not a show? It's a movie. It's really good. Lunchbox Take, gave it an Oscar. He, sure he had did. a whole ceremony at his house the other night. I mean, really, I can't believe it didn't, wasn't up for Best Picture. And he got higher ratings on his Oscar single performance <laughs> than the show did. Uh, but people are saying they're canceling over this show called Hype. Uh, that means I got to watch it. Can't wait. I don't even know who these people are, but I'll watch them. Exactly. And this is probably Netflix putting this out. <laughs> <laughs> they probably got three people that canceled. And Netflix like, all right, put the story out, Jim. Let everybody know people are canceling. All right, that's what's up. That's the news. Bobby's Big Story. Let's go over and talk to Emily, who is in Missouri, who's calling us. Appreciate that, Emily. What's going on? Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, I had a question for Eddie. 
Um, I know that you had COVID a long time ago, and that you had talked about not having your smell. And I was just wondering if you had gotten that back yet, because I'm going on over four months, actually, without mine. Wow. That is a long time. At all? No smell at all? No. <gasps> wow. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. Mine took was like two weeks, and I started smelling things again. I would say that I've been talking about maybe getting 80% of my smell back for, uh, I don't know, six months now, so... I'm assuming that's just going to be the rest of my life. I think I've lost about 20% of my smell. I, I used to be a very sensitive smeller, like, oh, there, something's burning. I could smell that. Now, the whole house could be on fire, and I don't think I could smell it. Well, that's that seems <laughs> more than 80%. But, but if I put my nose up to the smoke, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's burning. I mean, I would go that that's wild, that you're going to lose 20% of your smell for the rest of your life. But the fact that she doesn't have any smell at all. Crazy. And it's been four months. Wow. That's No, that, that's, that's, and that's very weird, too. I haven't heard that story yet. Do, does food taste different to you, Emily? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, um, some things have flavor, some things don't. But the taste hasn't really bothered me. It's really been the smell. And just the fact that I can't smell anything is really frustrating. I guess my question is, has your smell affected your taste? Because sometimes the smell will burn or burn your nose a little bit. Or do things taste different because your smell is gone? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, my taste is not the same as what it was. Um, but it do, it doesn't bother me as much as not having the smell. Like we have gas in our house, propane, and I'm just always scared that if we had a leak or something, I wouldn't know anything about yeah. it. True, but how about this? Let's, let's look on the positive side. I'm a big. Let's look at the positive side, guy. Someone if your parts. husband has gas. Yep. Do you, if, do you even know if you don't hear no, it? No, and that's the good thing. I can go in the bathroom afterwards and I don't smell anything. <laughs> like where it backfires with me is I, I know I'm known to not like it to change my baby's diapers, my whole all my kids. But now with our foster baby, like, I really cannot smell if he has a dirty diaper. My wife's like, rolls her eyes, like, you can't smell that, please. Oh, you may not, he may not have lost yeah, his Yeah, Eddie, I don't this think may just you be have 80% routine. back. <laughs> Eddie's got the no smell dog I'm and pony show. I can't smell it. Uh, Emily, thank you for calling. I hate that for you. I hope you get some of it back eventually. Call us back in like four months and let us know. Okay. Okay, I will. All right. Goodbye. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Dang, that stinks. Yeah. How did your second vaccine shot go? Did you ever get it back? Or did you ever get your, your feel good, feel bad? How did oh, it go? yeah. I felt bad. Like, you, I oh, guess you did? It, yes. I felt fine. I felt fine at work, but... Uh, I think it was about the 24-hour mark. I started to get really achy, my shoulders, my hips, my... I mean, if I hadn't known, it's weird because you know it's the shot. So I suddenly wasn't really that worried. But if I had felt that way, you know, just on the regular, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't be around anybody. I need to go to bed. But I just kept on doing my thing, taking Tylenol. I had to just power through because I knew I wasn't really sick. But then eventually I just wanted to, like last night, just crawled in bed and... Kept taking Tylenol, and I woke up, and I'm good today. You're good? Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Do you guys want to hear Lunchbox's food food, food <laughs> we, idea? Food we idea. have to, right? Come okay, on. I, let me say this first of all. When he has plans or ways to help people out, sometimes it's shady. I am not advocating for what he's saying. This is your disclaimer. This is me going, my retweets do not affect my employee, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. They do not represent anything. Uh, Lunchbox, so you told me you have a life hack to get free food at restaurants. Yes. All right. Can't wait to hear it. So when you place to-go orders and you go to the restaurants to pick them up, most of the time now, because of COVID, they just have a shelf out front where they just put the bags and you go up and grab it. So guys, you no longer have to place to-go orders. 
You just walk into the restaurant and grab a bag and go, and you have free food for life. I am telling you, you can walk in there and act like you're looking for a name, grab it, go. They never <laughs> ask you, oh, can I see your ID? Oh, what order are you looking for? None of that. They just put them on a shelf, and they go back to work, and they're in front of the counter. There's no one manning the station. And I see this over and over and over at all different restaurants, and it just dawned on me. You no longer have to pay for food. You just walk in. You can't be a picky eater because you don't know what you're getting with your order. You know what I mean? Like if you don't like tomatoes and someone orders a, the <laughs> thing and it has tomatoes on it, that's too bad because you can't, you know, go through the receipt. You just grab and go, literally. This doesn't sound like a hack. It sounds no, like it's stealing. stealing. <laughs> Man, it right. is no, because it's already been paid for. Not by you. Let, let's say let's say someone bought a car mm-hmm. and they said, hold it at the dealership for a week because we won't come back into town. But you decided you wanted that car. It's already been paid for, but you went and jumped in that car and drove off. Is that stealing? Now, the car is different. Why? Because it's harder to replace a car. The meal, if, the, if, if, if Teresa shows up. What if it's a mom-and-pop restaurant who's struggling right. to get by? Right. Teresa shows right. up, okay? <laughs> and Teresa's right. like, hey, I placed a to-go order, and I don't see it on the shelf. And they're like, oh, man, someone must have taken it on accident. We'll make it up for you real quick. And they'll whip it up. Boom. Teresa gets her food. And guess what? Lunchbox got his food, and everybody's happy. Okay, except, except for the for restaurant that yes. had to pay for the food. Yeah, and that's missing... how they're keeping their lights on and paying their staff. That cost them like 30 cents. But stealing isn't Does better it cost wh- them 30 cents? Oh, yeah, it does. They, the markup on food is outrageous. How do you know the markup on food? I at used a to work at Jason's Deli. Okay. okay. It, like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. back okay. in the 20s, when it was 30 cents. <laughs> I am telling you guys, this is. That's stealing. A... That's stealing. If they catch you, you'll get you. Okay, get but I guarantee you this is just an idea that he had. He hasn't actually no, done it. No, I didn't say I'd done it. I'm just See, saying he it dawned on it. me yesterday uh, oh, again. It dawned when, on him. When dawned. I went to pick up food, yeah. I was like, I could grab any bag here and no one would stop me because no one even asked me, hey, what? Did you place an order? No, you just walked. You know it. why? Because most people don't go in and steal. Most people don't go in and go, I'm going to steal today. Unless they really need to. Okay, what if I place an order for one sandwich and I just take a, the wrong bag that accidentally has two? Oh, it was an accident. Why but do you put your hands in the air? He's like, oh, it was an accident. Like he's act- <laughs> But you're not supposed to check wasn't. the ticket. You just got to, it's like a Okay, this, this is my point. All, to all our friends who are listening right now, this is my point. Anytime he has some sort of shortcut, it always involves stealing. And he doesn't even do it himself. He comes out with these great ideas. Ah, <laughs> oh, dawned on me last night. But let's say someone is at work and they forgot their wallet and they can't afford lunch. This is a way to eat. So you don't go hungry. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lunchbox. Does anyone want to try this? No. You should. Thank God. Yeah. No, he won't. <laughs> exactly. There's a voicemail we got last night. Here we go. Morning, studio. I am so tired after staying up to watch Bobby and Eddie play Jenga last night. Great bit, but I'm really tired because I had to stay to the end and see who won. Congrats to Eddie on winning. Thanks. Have a great day, guys. We had a life, one of those extra jumbo Jenga sets that goes up to about your chin, and we played it on my Twitch show last night. It was a 40-minute game. Wow, Eddie won. He did. Mm. Is that a spoiler? Can you go back and watch that? You can't. Oh, it's a really? live stream. Oh, man. But thanks to Nico Moon and Jordan Davis and Caitlin and Eddie. Lots <laughs> of music. It's fantastic. We had a great time last night. We'll do another one next month. I also appreciate that voicemail. All right, so there's a clip here from IHOP hostess, hostess Diana Rodas where you, wa- you see the video and you see two people walk in in masks and she just puts the text up over it and she goes... Well, Adam Sandler, and it looks like his kid came in. 
said, hey, anyway, we can get in. She's like, got to be a 30-minute wait. They said, okay, well, we don't have that much time, and they walked out. And she was like, he didn't say, hey, I'm a celebrity. He walked in like anybody else and was like, oh, you don't have room? Okay, we'll, get, we'll go ahead and go. And she was like, what an idiot I am. You, it's hard to tell, though. He has a mask on. Yeah. But she has, a, a like, the clown face thing on her, and she goes, not realizing it's Adam Sandler and telling him there's a 30-minute wait. <laughs> but everyone's like, that's really cool because he went, yeah, who cares? He went, okay, well, cool. I'll just I'll just go somewhere else. And not, hey, I'm at Woozy Boots about Matter Sandler. That's pretty cool. He's been one of the top twenty famous people in America, probably. Yeah. Yes. Are you mad about that? Oh yeah. Why? I, I'm disappointed in him. Like, if you see that you're Adam Sandler, you use that to your advantage. You show your kid, look, man, if you want IHOP, I'm gonna get you IHOP. Is that what you want to show your kid? Yeah, yeah that, you're, making- that you're entitled? No, no, no. You tell your kid, hey, I'm going to get you something. That's what you do as a parent. If your kid wants something, you go and get it. Sort of like those p- parents fighting at the mall over Tickle Me Elmo in the, at Christmas time. <laughs> this is what happens. He should have pulled the Adam Sandler card, and that hostess should be fired. No. No, uh, no. Adam Sandler did the right thing, and the hostess did the right thing. Yeah, it was actually a cool story of people just being normal. Adam Sandler's worth about half a billion dollars. Oh. Mm, I bet he would have left a nice tip. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, but what are you saying? You couldn't see him. He had his mask on, and he said, okay. He said, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, I, so let me uh, talk about Parker McCollum for a second, because I'm a big Parker McCollum fan, just as a person. I like the guy a lot. Here's a clip of Pretty Heart, you may know. Lives in Austin, a place that's near and dear to my heart. is just a home to me as well. And so, and we talk a little bit. When he comes in, love talking to him. We'll, you know, tweet back and forth a little bit. And he goes and he plays two shows. And the big story is how he played two shows at Nutty Brown, which is this big amphitheater, and and had a really great set of two shows, sold them at the same time. But they didn't celebrate him too much until they said, the actual record holder for Nutty Brown is Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. Yeah. Hey, Parker McCollum. <laughs> yeah, beat that. Put this in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots holds the record, though, as the act with the largest ticket count for a single show ever. Their performance on November 5th moved 3,769 tickets. The second number one performance is Cole Swindell, 3,714 tickets. Next up is Eli Young Band. Parker McCollum does have two shows, though, that did great. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about who holds the record for Tell one Cole single show. Tell Cole and Eli Youngband. Hey, Cole Swindell, Eli Youngband. How you like them apples? <laughs> Beat that. You can't play with us. <laughs> that was such a fun show, too. It was great. That was wasn't awesome. It? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. we dressed up as M&Ms and yeah. we were your backup dancers. That's Well, I mean, I guess that's not why people bought tickets because that was a surprise. Maybe part. maybe that's what pushed us over the no, edge. No, it's not. We were just a surprise addition last minute. But Next that was week, so though, fun. Next week, though, big announcement. Huge. We, we were... Just, we're ready for live music to be back. Mm-hmm. Things are getting back to normal. So we're not just going to have a show. We're going to have a couple. We're going to do it. I don't even want to say. <laughs> you keep saying more and I more. I don't even want to say. <laughs> but I want everybody to come. Uh, which, by the way, we have a new song out with John Party. With our friend John Party. It's a little over two minutes long. This whole song is about things that you don't ever hear people say in country songs. Because you can't say it. Right. It's called You Can't Say That in a Country Song. Here it is. No, you can't say that. No, you can't say that. No, you can't say that in a country song. Let me grab a call real quick. This is just somebody talking about Lunchbox and his restaurant theory. Uh, Let's go to Josh in Texas. Hey, Josh, you're on the air. What would you like to say? 
Hey, Bobby. How's it going? Good, man. What's going on? Um, I'm just trying to figure out, I've been listening for the last four or five years, and I'm trying to figure out where Dunchbox comes up with some of his harebrained schemes. A scheme is a good word for it, right. Where do you come up with your harebrained scheme? You said it dawned on you. No, I was just picking up lunch yesterday, and I walked in, and there it is, the bag again. I just grabbed it, and there was 10 bags sitting on the shelf. No one asked me a thing, and I'm like, how do they know I'm grabbing the right bag? I could just grab any bag I wanted, and I, and then I said, man, every restaurant I go to, this is how the to-go food is happening right now, so I could really get free food any day I wanted, anytime, different restaurants. I could, I mean, I could eat at the nicest restaurants for free. You do understand a lot of restaurants are struggling right now, too, right? I didn't look like it. They had a lot of bags up there. They look super busy. <laughs> All right, Josh, thank you for questioning that. Yeah, no problem. No, go ahead. Say, say what you're going to say real quick. But the thing is, if you walk in and you don't pay for a meal, that's theft. Yeah, he's stealing. That's right. Now, if you grab the wrong bag by accident, I can understand that. But just to walk in and take a bag... You're stealing it. Okay, well, then I'll just act like it's an accident. I'll get to my car and I'll throw my hands in there like, oops, didn't realize it wasn't my bag. Okay, all right. Hey, Josh, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye. All right. Goodbye, friend. All right. Well, we'll leave that. We'll take no more calls on that, though, because <laughs> yeah. the lines are pretty hot right now. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Evansville, Indiana. There was a Denny's that closes at 11 p.m. So these guys, it's 2 a.m. They go, they break in, and they go straight for the kitchen, make themselves some eggs, and then they leave the place, and they even cleaned up. Then about wow. 3 a.m., they're like, man, we're hungry again. They go back to Denny's. <laughs> this time, a worker showed up, called police. Dang, they got away with it and went back. But crazy, they cleaned up after themselves, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when the judge sentences them, he should be a little, a little mm-hmm. nicer to them. You guys cleaned up. I'm going to send you to clean up all the Denny's in town for a month, <laughs> and then that's it. Dismissed. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. So Mike D is carrying a purse around all week. It's a social experiment, but you lost. It's kind of the Harry Styles challenge. Yep. And so, I mean, you. some people might say you won. Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, like I think it's pretty cool to get to carry a big bag around with all your stuff. He is using this purse to his advantage by trying out different items that fit his lifestyle. So now it's time for... What's in Mike D's bag? All right, he's been carrying that purse around for a week. What are the items in your bag? You're well, pull. first up, we have my wallet. Nice. Keep that in there. And then I have a thing of pepper spray. Why is it still in the box? Well, just in case it like leaks or something. But if I need it later, I can just bust it out of the package. Uh, I feel fast. like that's going to take a <laughs> yeah, little that... time. All right, I'll take it out of the package. Yeah, I'll take it out of the package. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, hold on, sir. Don't rob me yet. <laughs> Let me get okay, it out I'm of the package. Do you have, do you have any oh, scissors? Can't, yeah, I can't, can't <laughs> get the plastic <laughs> apart. Okay, go ahead. I have some Tylenol. Four. Great. Uh, in case I get a headache. Just general use? Just general use. Okay. And then I have my trusty Swiss Army knife. For what reason? Well, you never know when you need a little corkscrew. For what reason? I don't know. Why do we need corkscrews? Wine. Wine. Do you drink enough wine where that matters? Uh, my fiance does. You just? Yeah, and then I have a screwdriver, all kinds of things. Anything else in that bag? That is it. That is what's in my bag today. Last night when we were doing On Time with Bobby Bones on Twitch, you know, Mike D runs sound and uh, helps me write the show, and people are like, where's Mike D's purse? He was standing there working. He's supposed to wear it every second of the day, but he did have it with him last night. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have to like just Amy have it. Like, doesn't have hers shoulder. on right no, now. No, 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 no. But if, like, if Mike D's running an errand or going into the store, he's got to have it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you see him out and he's not wearing the purse, 
A hundred bucks. He has to pay you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, Mike D, uh, close that up. And that was What's in Mike D's Bag. You like it though or no? I mean, it's kind of helpful to keep all my things in one place instead of carrying it in different pockets. That's what I'm saying. Your keys aren't sh- you know, slamming into your thigh. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow me on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. I'm getting a lot of flack for wearing a jersey last night. I wore a Cubs jersey last night on my On Time with Bobby Bones show. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Eddie made fun of me as soon as he sat down. <laughs> thought he was playing a game after the show. He thought I just had just come from the ballpark. <laughs> but you can see it on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Yeah, Bobby Bones. Mr. Bobby Bones.